Hey guys, this is Josh Peak. I'm the host of The Josh Peak Show. Uh, in this podcast episode, I interview Tarly's trainer. We've been trying to get together to do this podcast for about a year. She's one of the best marketers around, especially when it comes to Instagram marketing. She's great. Um, so again, uh, I, I hope you really enjoy this. You're going to, you know, make sure you have a pen and paper out because you're going to really want to take some notes. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, do that at Josh Peak. On Facebook, official Josh Peak. On Instagram, at Josh Peak, and if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, uh, make sure that you rate, um, give me a, a review, please, and uh, subscribe to this. I'd really appreciate that. So, with that being said, enjoy this podcast. It's with Tarly's trainer. Thank you. Everyone, welcome to the Josh Peak Show. I'm your host, Josh Peak, where I interview entrepreneurs, top producers, and people that are really making things happen out there. And so, I'm excited about this this podcast, this episode, because I get to interview someone I've known for quite some time. Uh, again, one of the top producers in the online space, but uh, also has done very well in the direct sales industry. Is Tarlise Trainer? Hey, Tarlise, how are you doing? Hey, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm glad you, that we finally got to do this. Like, you know, before we, were, we came on here, we were talking, we've been trying to do this for about a year. And yes. so we've got it. And so no better you know, time than now, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, again, it's, I'm, there's so many reasons why I wanted to have you on. But now I was introduced, like we were just talking, I was introduced to a 75 day challenge by you. Yes. Um, and I listened to the podcast. Um, that he was doing. And man, I'm just telling you, I mean, it's, again, it's nothing like really new, but it, but it's just having that structure around your life. Yes. And I think as entrepreneurs, um, sometimes we need that structure, you know? I agree. It's interesting because right before we hit record on this, we were just talking about, you know, as an entrepreneur, I don't really have anyone telling me what to do and that that's good. And then it can be bad sometimes because you can get away with just going, Oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Or, mm-hmm. you know, do that. And so starting that challenge, just, you know, it's about keeping your word to yourself. And a lot of people will, they'll put their own needs and their word to themselves on the back burner to make other people happy or to, you know, do the things that they quote unquote need to do. And so this challenge has really shown me, no, if you say you're going to do something, then do it. And no excuses, no matter the weather, no matter what other people say, keep that commitment to yourself. And once you, once you do it, you realize for me, I realize, wow, I'm really breaking commitments actually in a lot of areas in my life because I want to help other people or maybe timing wasn't right. And so it's been a good mental challenge. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like you were talking, I mean, I don't think, you know, things, I don't believe in accidents or whatever. I mean, I think things come along for a reason. And so I, you know, look, I've been needing this for a while in my business because like you were saying, it's easy to put things off until tomorrow. And and just doing this in the last couple of days, I've seen a huge difference. But so anyways, let's start from the very beginning. Um, so where did you grow up? I mean, like, where did it all start for you? You know, I, I grew I've, up. 
Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, So I I grew up in the Central Valley in a place Mm -hmm. called Fresno. I lived there until I was 21 years old. And then when I turned 21, I came to San Diego for my 21st birthday with some friends and I did not want to leave. I was like, I love San Diego. You know, I was very sheltered growing up. I didn't, I didn't travel very much. And so when I came to San Diego, I, I came back home to Fresno. I said, I'm moving. And my mom kind of laughed and she said, okay, you know, good luck. And I did. I moved two weeks later. I met my roommates the day that I moved in. I transferred my job, you know, to San Diego. And I just tried to make it on my own. You know, I got a, I got a job at a restaurant and I... Um, I just wanted to do something different. And so it's funny because over the years, you know, I I am definitely a nomadic person. I've traveled a ton. Just in the past year, my husband and I have stayed in 39 different places across four states. So I'm not a person that likes to stay in one place. So I, uh, if you ask me, you know, where have you lived or where, where are you now? It, it's interesting because it really depends on when you ask me. We're currently in San Diego, but I've, I've lived in over 50 different communities or places over the past couple of years. So it's been fun. It's interesting. Yeah, I've been what I've been watching over the last year. I knew you were traveling you guys were traveling around quite a bit. Uh, how did you do that? Where I mean were you guys just traveling like were you just staying in Airbnb or I mean how are you well, you know, what's interesting is because we had been in California for so long, we had this wild hair that we're like, maybe we should move to Texas and get a farm and all this stuff mm-hmm. that sounded so great. So we took off to Texas and after a couple of months of being there, we just realized maybe this isn't for us. And so what we did is we, we made our way back. We went Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and then back to California. And we stayed in some really nice resorts. We stayed in some not so great hotels. We stayed in Airbnbs. We stayed in VRBOs. It was just really whatever felt right at the moment. And, you know, I have to give thanks, you know, because I... I was able to build my business and launch courses and do exactly what I needed to do on the road. So, you know, I launched an Instagram course and one module was done in one city in a hotel and the other one was done in, you know, another city in an Airbnb. And so I'm really grateful for technology. I mean, not only can we do this podcast, but it's really cool because a lot of people say that they have difficulties, you know, making it online or doing things online. And at the end of the day, there's really so many amazing resources for us. So the reason that we were able to live in 39 different places um, is just because as long as there's an internet, I could run my business. And I've realized it's not just me that can do that lately. There's so many people that are running enterprises and, and empires from their mobile phone or their iPad. So I just think it's so cool. You know, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 42 and or 41. I'm over 40. And um, this stuff just wasn't around when I first got started. Yeah. So I just think it's so cool. Yeah, we're the same age. I just turned 41 oh, cool. in October. I was like, and I yep. was like, I think I'm 41 right now, about to be 42. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was, I, I think I was trying to hang on to 40. So, but yeah. now I'm 41. But um, that's awesome. Though. I mean, and you're right. I mean, when you said that you're traveling around, I'm thinking, we couldn't have done this in the 90s. I mean, now you have an app for every, I mean, we can go, like you're saying, Airbnb and hotel tonight, and whatever. I mean, yep. and we do that. Like if my son's traveling with wrestling, we, you know, I'm like, People will be like, so where are you staying at your hotel? So I have no idea until I get there. And then we'll just go on, on hotel tonight and I'll find something. 
Isn't it cool? And it's it's really interesting because I feel like for a long time, there was kind of like a distinction between who could do those things and who couldn't, you know, who could travel and work. And and now it's kind of a level playing field. Like you said, you, you pull up an app and you're like, okay, I'm taken care of. And so I just think it's so cool. I think that there's so much opportunity that it can get overwhelming. But if you decide what it is that you want in life, whether that's teaching or whether that's traveling or building online courses, whatever it is, there are so many resources. And the cool thing is a lot of them are free right now. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And so the playing field, I feel it's evening out as the years go on, which is so cool. It is. It is so cool. Well, you and I, have, we, we kind of, I think we come down a little bit of a similar route. I mean, we both been in, in network marketing, but then we both have, um, we both have done pretty well online as well. And, mm-hmm. and then obviously, you know, you're married to Matt, you guys are, I think just a very dynamic duo, you know, I mean, both of you guys are entrepreneurs, understand the online world. So how did you and Matt meet? Like, how did, how did you guys end up meeting? We met on Facebook. It's so funny because people Mm -hmm. say, how'd you meet your husband? I'm like, on Facebook. And he was actually, we have a bunch of the same friends, um, actually in real life. We know a lot of the same people. And it was really funny because you brought up network marketing. He Mm -hmm. used to always make fun of me and, and not, not talk down, but like give me crap for being mm-hmm. a network marketer. You know, he's like, when are you going to get a real job? And ha ha ha. But then after a while, he realized, wait, this girl is actually pretty good at what she does. And she she actually knows what she's talking about with marketing. And so, you know, I started out in the commercial finance business. I was financing hotels and golf courses and, and churches and all these huge deals. Well, when the market changed, I had to decide what I wanted to do. And my options were go and be a realtor, which I mean, the market's the market, you know, or mm-hmm. go back to working in a restaurant and nothing against the restaurant. Cause it, it got me through a lot of times, but I was like, I don't really want to go from working in mortgage back to the restaurant. And so what I started doing is I went back to the restaurants, but I asked them if I could start doing their social media. I asked them if I could build their accounts and help them with Instagram and do the stuff that I actually wanted to do, but not have to serve tables. And so that's actually kind of how I got started. I, I found network marketing through that, um, and I, I just started building online and, you know, when I first got started, I had no money. Like I didn't have an advertising budget. I couldn't pay a professional to help me. And so I just did it by trial and error. A lot of YouTube videos, a lot of, you know, I got a couple accounts banned, but I just tried what I could. And I, I, I used Instagram. I've been using Instagram for about six years now, you know, actually generating income from it. And it was all trial and error. You know, back when I started, we didn't have have Instagram direct message. Like you couldn't do the live streams like you can do them now. It was a whole production. And so it's just really cool because a lot of people think that you have to have all these skills and these special tools to, to do social media. And I think people forget at the end of the day, you're still talking to people. These are people and you hear algorithm all the time or this technique and that technique. And you just need to remember that at the end of the day, you're talking to people. Um, and so the long, the long ended um, answer to how I met my husband is I met him online because I was building my business during that time through social media. And I was always trying to get in front of people. And I was, you know, just sharing different recipes for my company and just getting out there. And so it was noticed, but you know, people like my husband kind of poked fun at me a little bit. They're like, do you want to get a real job? And I was like, this is my job. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I remember watching you. um, 
I remember watching you in, in a company that had a 90 day challenge and, and you crushed it. I mean, you really did. You come out and, and, uh, and made it happen. And I think I remember seeing some of your posts. You do a good job with your post. I mean, you explain, you do a great job of explaining, you know, real life, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, like how it really was in the very beginning, you had no money. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it wasn't all of a sudden, but you, you put in the hard work and, and did real well you did real well in the company. Um, yeah. what was, what were you doing? I mean, were you using, I mean, obviously you're using online, but were you using, uh, more YouTube? Were you using, how are you getting, how, how did you do well in that company? Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, when I started, um, I had just gone through a very, uh, horrible breakup. I, I was like in, you know, if there's like a rock bottom, I'd say I was a couple levels below that <laughs> and I needed, I was just in a really bad depressed spot and I actually was 80 pounds overweight. So I joined the network marketing company because I wanted to lose weight. And once I started, like you'd mentioned, I was on the challenge. Once I started to see the results, I realized, oh my gosh, if I'm already telling people how I've done this, then I should be able to make money from it. The problem was I didn't even have $500 to join the company at that time. I was like dead broke. I was actually negative in my bank account. And so what I did was I sold my bed, like the bed I was sleeping on. I sold that. I sold a lot of my clothes. I sold cameras, electronics. I pretty much scraped together my entire life. And I borrowed an air mattress from my cousin and I slept on an air mattress for like 60 days. And I just did what I could. And so um, when, when I did that, I did it because I was like, I don't have a choice, you know, like I have the, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to do it. And so, um, it's funny because people say, oh yeah, but you, you know, do you think you'd have the same success now? And I really do because I must say, when I look back to what I did that took me from negative in my bank account to being a quote unquote six figure earner, I realized that I put in the work every single day. I was doing a live, that time Google plus was big deal mm-hmm. and you, you could do the lives through Google plus. So every single day at 1230, I did a opportunity call. People called into a conference line. And I did a call seven days a week, every single day. Now I didn't do that for a long time, but for the first 30 days, when I was trying to build my business and make that money back and get a real bed, (laughs) I was like, I'm doing conference calls. I'm doing outbound calls. I was using messenger a lot. And the thing that really, really worked for me beginning was Pinterest and Instagram. And those are still, those are still my favorites because, you know, I don't think people realize that because it's so visually driven, if you have any sort of testimonials or before and afters or step-by-step tutorials, anything that you can teach people about, Pinterest and Instagram are a fantastic way to teach those people and to to build yourself up as an authority. And so how I did that was I was selling a smoothie mix and weight loss products. So what I did is every week I would post three to five smoothie recipes. I would literally make the smoothie in my kitchen, take a picture of it, and then I would post with the recipe. And people would go, oh, that looks so great. Oh, this looks so yummy. You know, how do I make it? Well, you bet your booty that in the instructions was my product that they had to buy to make it. And so mm-hmm. I was essentially selling them every single day, my product, but I was also adding great value because I was giving them this plethora of, you know, great smoothie recipes. And then my call to action, what I was telling them to do to make the sale is I was like, go click the link in my profile and I'll give you a smoothie ebook with 10 more recipes. Oh, so what good. I started doing was I was getting my smoothie ebook out there, which I made in 
Microsoft Word at the time. <laughs> I was getting my smoothie ebook out there. I was building my email list and I was getting customers. And so, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, I don't have money or I don't have an email list. Look, you can tell people, message me directly for your smoothie book. Your smoothie book could be two pages. Your smoothie book could be one page. It doesn't matter. It's just, you have to show up and one, build yourself as authority, but give some value. I see a lot of people that every single post is making a sale, but like they're not giving value in exchange. And so I think that's the problem. But if you ask me like, well, what did you do in the beginning? How did you go from negative to, you know, quote unquote, six figures? It would be just that. I did, I went old school. I actually got on the phone with people. I sent them messages. I, you know, did a call live where they could hear my voice every single day. And a lot of people right now, they just want to put together a funnel or send out one email and hope that people will come. And I hate to say it, but it's not that easy anymore. It's an exchange of energy and people want to know that you're just not there to sell them. What do you think? Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's true. And everybody is trying to do funnels, but they don't have the experience you do or Matt or myself. And and, and they're going to spend so much money learning Facebook ads, learning uh, Instagram. I mean, you know, there's a guy that I used to work with way back and he was talking to us and I was like, you're like the king of marketing. And, and back in the day, like your network marketing, he had a funded proposal. And, and I said, I just want to learn marketing from you. I want to learn. He goes, Josh, it's not about the marketing. It's about learning how to communicate to people correctly. He goes, I mean, if you yep. can't communicate, you can have all the marketing you want. But if you can't communicate right, and like you're saying, exchanging energy, then I'm, we're wasting our time. Like, I don't want to teach you marketing. It, once you learn how to communicate, you can go learn marketing on the internet. You know what I mean? You yeah. can go learn it on YouTube and wherever else. So I think you're right. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. And most people haven't had to go... It, it's like certain generations haven't seen certain things in life, so they can't really, they can't really relate to it. Like you know, they can't yeah. relate to you, say hard times. And then it's now, so funny. It's funny that you say that because I swore that I would never. Like my mom used to say, "Someday you'll get it. You kids just don't understand." Like you know, and I would be like, "I'd be like, mom, get out of here." You know, and now I caught myself saying that the other day. I said, "Man." some of these millennials don't actually get it. Like you couldn't, you couldn't just pick up your phone and like ask Siri what's going on or Google mm -hmm. something. You had to like walk your booty to the library and go do it, you know? And so I think that is really cool though. I, I for me, I see both sides of it, but yep. if I were, if I were talking to a brand new person and they're like, what would you do? You know, how would you start back over? It's really about just building your own personal authority, let, reminding people of why you are actually valuable to them, what you, what benefit you have for them. You know, there's this, someone said it, it's like a quote or something that said, people tune into, you know, the channel, what's in it for me, WWIFM. Mm -hmm. Like they want to know, okay, cool. You got a new marketing strategy or you got a funnel. How does this benefit me? <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, if you look at some of these, you know, quote unquote influencers on, in, on Instagram or some of these people on Facebook, you'll notice they are just talking at people. It's like me, here's what I'm doing. You're crazy if you don't join, but it never says how I can help you. 
what I offer you, what kind of transformation you're going to get when you're done with it. And those are actually the things that people care about. You know, they don't really care about the funnel. They care about what the funnel is going to do for them. And it's like when you get a new car, you get that new Louis Vuitton purse. It's like, that's cool, but you're actually going after the feeling of how you feel mm-hmm. when that happens. Yeah. And um, it's like the, the how to win friends and influence people. It's like, if, if you can make people feel good and important and like you're not just there for the dollar signs, that's where the communities actually happen. And mm-hmm. one thing that I see happen in Instagram, for instance, is people are so focused on more followers, more followers, more people people, bigger numbers. Realize like, well, what about the hundred people that are following you right now? Are they chopped liver? <laughs> Do they right. matter? And you, you just got to be mindful that in that pursuit of more and in that pursuit of greatness and in that pursuit of higher numbers, you can't forget about the people that are there right now, because the less you talk to them, the less you speak to them and to their issues, you're going to have a really hard time retaining and keeping those people because they're not going to care anymore. I just did a Instagram training and they were talking about how there's over a billion people on Instagram right now. It, unless you are letting people know what kind of value you bring them, you are just like that, that Charlie Brown teacher that's just womp, womp, yep. womp, womp, and they're just going to scroll right on by. Because why so, shouldn't they? Yeah, so that brings me, I mean, you hit so many good good things right there. I guess, cause I mean, there was a thing that I put on Facebook the other day and tagged you in what, which was their, you know, Instagram's now talking about, um, in, in hiding the likes. And mm-hmm. so I guess, I mean, are we, and, and you, you're more in tune to Instagram than I am. Um, I, and I watch you, I, I like to watch how, how you're doing things. So do you think that these, you know, first off, how did these, these guys are, you have a million, two million followers, do you think the majority of those were, were organic and, you know, actually cultivated? Or do you think that some of those were bought? I mean, you for, know, for it's, interest, it's interesting because there are so many sites that you can go on to see if people actually have like genuine followers. And, and you mm-hmm. can you can literally go to someone's account and see like when they've added, when they've subtracted, how many people they're following. So I, I'd say it's I see 50 50. Like I work with a lot of people, a lot of people like we have we have clients across 23 time zones. So like I'm not just saying this because I think yeah. I happen to I believe this from from the work I've done is I see a 50 50. You see a lot of people that have these huge accounts. And then if you put their name into one of these, you know, analyzers, you'll see that maybe their engagement is really horrible and they, they don't have good, you know, they don't have good engagement. So to me, what matters, it's, it's never been about the likes really to me. And it's actually never been about the followers to me. It's funny because I had someone that I helped. Um, he just got started and he's now at over 200,000 followers. And someone asked me, they're like, Oh, does it bother you that you taught someone that literally has like 200, you know, however many times you, and I was like, no, it really doesn't because you don't have to have a large follower to uh, following to generate income or to build a list or to get people into your program. But, um, I've always taught, always, 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 it's about the shares, how many people are saving your content, how many people are tagging others. So likes are a vanity metric. They don't really matter. But if you're not getting any saves, shares, or tags, those are the things that you should be worried about. And so when you say like, oh, you see all these people with a million followers and 
I don't really care about the numbers. I always go, what, what are their engagement percentage? Because if it's low mm-hmm. or if it's not, you know, average, then you'll realize, oh, maybe those are bots or maybe those are, you know, a lot of people will do these follow loops where everyone follow each other and you comment on each other's stuff. Well, that doesn't help either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I guess my my answer to that is, I I've seen both sides of it. I've seen people with very low numbers that have insane engagement and are actually getting large brand deals with places like Target and you know actual companies that like are household names. And then I just shared an article recently in my Instagram group where there was a woman that had I think two or three million followers, and she couldn't even sell like thirty six dollars worth of stuff. <laughs> so wow. you know it's very very interesting. I was like, how does someone have millions of followers and they can't sell anything? So if you're listening to this and maybe you're discouraged or you see other people in your niche or leaders that are just, their accounts are growing like crazy and you just don't understand it. I would just suggest, Hey, focus on the engagement, focus Mm -hmm. on how many people are actually starting conversations with you in direct message, focus on how many people are tagging their friends or look at your analytics inside of Instagram and see if anyone's saving things. Because anytime I know, I notice that people are saving my content, I want to create more of that kind of content. And so those are the things that matter to me. I I, honestly, like a hundred followers or a million followers, it's it's relative to backend numbers and we don't Mm -hmm. oftentimes see, we don't see those. Well, you know, you're a, you're a valuable asset to, I mean, you could be a huge asset or anybody in your group could be a huge asset to say a company, a company saying, I want to advertise with these, you know, these uh, influencers. Well, Mm -hmm. if I can show you which ones are worth advertising with and which ones aren't based on, you know, say your analyzer, that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's huge. And it kind of reminds me of what you just said. I mean, I remember my brother once, he's like, yeah, these people out in South Tulsa, South Tulsa's kind of got some bigger homes. And uh, he goes, these people are rich. And I was like, rich. I was like, have you seen their, I mean, what's their balance sheet? I mean, do you understand what like their assets minus their liabilities, what they're making, their student loan debt? Yeah, they have two Mercedes and a big house, but I said, they're broke. I was like, so they're not what you, what you would consider rich. Where you go down to Midtown, then you have three generations of wealth, oil, money, or whatever it is. But that's real wealth. And I said, don't, don't, you can't judge it based on the size of their house. I'm just telling you right mm-hmm. now. That's kind of the same thing I think in Instagram. But it's it's so easy to do it. You look at it and you're like, oh well, they must be an influencer because they've got X amount of likes or whatever. But yeah. there's a girl, it's funny after you and I had talked on Facebook about that. There's a girl that I know for a fact that's in a company and the company has a lot. I mean, I'm talking a network marketing company has a lot of people and somebody in that company has taught him. Here's a place to go buy followers. Right. And it's funny because she told me this. I was like, how does this person have so many followers? And I know they're not, they're not that savvy at at social media. Mm -hmm. And she goes, Oh, they, you know, they bought him. And I'm like, okay. Cause I thought so because they have 25, 30,000 followers. And then when they post, they have five likes. 
Yeah. (laughs) You know, and here's here's what's very interesting. I actually posted about that in my Instagram group today is people don't realize that that actually messes up your engagement percentages when you have a large amount of people that aren't engaging. And now because they are getting rid of the likes, engagement percentage is actually something that brands are starting to look at more. And so you kind of shoot yourself in the foot when you go and buy these because it it tanks your engagement. Because if you if you go and buy 20,000 followers, but we all know they're not real and they're not going to engage, then it, put, it off puts all the real followers. And so mm-hmm. it's interesting that you brought that up because I don't think people realize that now that the likes are going away, the, the metrics that actually matter can get really messed up by adding any bot followers. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. So I want my group, the, the, you know, my followers, people that are listening to this podcast, how do they, um, how would they be able to get into your Instagram group? Like, do they need to buy a course? Oh, yeah. Or? So it, um, so I have a free group. I share information in there. I won't say every day a week, but probably six days a week. And mm-hmm. it is full full of thousands of tips, tools, techniques, videos. I share um, different apps, all kinds of stuff. I do pitch my program, my Instagram course in there every once in a while. But I'd say out of like... 80 posts, maybe one of them selling my course. Um, And so you're welcome there. If you're on Facebook, all you have to do is search Instagram All-Stars. Once again, that's Instagram All-Stars. And it's a free group. Uh, Like I said, every once in a while, I'll pitch. But it's really just, um, I keep everyone updated on the news. If I find a new app, I will show like a video overview. I'll actually walk through the video. Um, Like today, I was sharing some FTC updates. I just like to keep everyone updated on what's happening. And I I work with a lot of people um, kind of more in the trenches when it comes to Instagram. And so a lot of times I'll also share case studies. Hey, this is something I did and here's the numbers, you know, here's the followers and here's the, you know, the dollar amount made, I guess you will. So yeah, it's a great group open to everyone. And I will say I've had that group for six years and maybe once every three months we will get someone maybe spamming. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, there it's, I've never seen a group like that with almost 7,000 people that there's almost 0% spam. So it's, it's just a really value packed group, um, with people that want to support each other. And I, I mm-hmm. love what I love about the group is everyone kind of answers and helps and shares their examples and stuff. So it's not just me. Well, I'll put that, I'll put that link in the comment section as well, or the, uh, uh, the notes as well on, on iTunes and Spotify and then also on my website so they can go be a part of that. Because I think it's great. I think people are, they want to go a place, you know, to a place and a resource where they can really learn how to, you know, how to use Instagram correctly. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm a part of that because I see, I see some of your stuff come out. Uh, regularly. Cool. And, um, you know, and, and the, the interesting thing about Instagram is it's not actually that difficult to start finding people and getting in front of people that are in your target audience. You know, what I always mm-hmm. tell people is find five to 10 influencers or big brands or people that you look up to, celebrities, etc., and go dive into who are they following? Which hashtags are they following? What companies are they, you know, tagging in partnerships? Go look at, go to an account and go look at their tagged photos. See who's tagging them 
Who wants to get on their radar? There's so many quick, easy ways. All you have to do is just find five to 10 people that you look up to and go stalk their account. Look at their followers, look at their hashtags, see who they're engaging with, see who's tagging them. And I'll tell you what, it opens up such a huge door. And even if you don't want to implement what they're doing, maybe you're like, I don't like my competition. I don't want to do that. At least you can see what people in your target audience are responding to, what they're liking. You can go and see, you know, which one has the most comments, et cetera. So I always tell people that are just getting started, just turn on some good music, go find five to 10 accounts that you like or would like to emulate and do a little bit of stocking <laughs> and see yep. what they're doing. And then you just, you, you, I never say go copy exactly what they're doing, but I'll tell you what, if you have four, five to 10 people that you're like, wow, they're really making a lot of sales or I like the way they do stuff, their audience will tell you what they want. So <laughs> it's a great way if you're just getting started to get in front of the right people. That's a good tip. That's a good tip right there. So what are you, uh, what are you doing these days? I mean, I, I saw a post that you guys have, a, you and Matt have a lot going on, obviously, but um, what, what, is, what are your main focuses right now? So our main focus is our trainer method program. Um, we've actually had this program open. This is our third time opening the doors. And um, what it is, is the trainer method. My last name's trainer. We... Um, our method really is, it's just kind of our toolkit, if you will, that where we teach everything that we know. So we teach authority building and email marketing, affiliate marketing, SEO, copywriting, Instagram marketing, digital course creation, all of the stuff that we do on a day-to-day. -day. We kind of just open up our playbook and show you step-by-step -step on how to do it. And so we have not had it open for the past year because I mentioned we've been traveling. And now that we're back, um, we're finally opening the doors. So it's really fun. Fun. Um, and our tagline is play your own game. So essentially what that is, is yes, we're teaching them all these, you know, SEO and affiliate and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, we're teaching people how to play their own game, how to not be held down and need a boss, how to not be, you know, dependent on social media. Um, you know, my husband's uh, Facebook account got shut down after 11 years and he didn't skip a beat. Honestly, we, we kept going as business as usual and he just started another account. But it's funny because uh, not a lot of people would be able to do that. They'd be like, oh, I miss business or, you know, things are horrible. And so we just teach you how to build your own ecosphere and how to truly play your own game. And so we have military veterans, uh, dentists, doctors, actors, all kinds of, I mean, it's really an A through Z as far as clients. <laughs> no two people are the same. And so um, I'm really, really excited about that. We officially start the program um, in about six weeks. So we're in pre-sale right now, but I don't know. I just, I really love teaching people that there is, regardless of what the gurus want to tell you, there is not one way to build a business. There is mm -hmm. not way, one way to build a funnel. There's not one way to get sales and leads. And everyone just is, they have learned that they have all of these special things inside that maybe they've, you know, put down, down below the surface because a teacher told them, or maybe their previous upline or someone just didn't believe in them. And so my favorite part about it is just watching people come out of their shells and realize, whoa, I don't have to do it a certain way. I can just play my own game. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, before we conclude, <clears throat> let's, um, let's talk a little bit. What are some of the highs and lows that you've experienced? I mean, entrepreneurship, I don't think it's, I think if you, I mean, if you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, he'll, he, he's one of the ones that shoots straight, right? But most people, they just, they glamorize entrepreneurship. It, it is not easy. 
I mean, it's not like it is not easy. Um, it's a better way. I think, I think Eric Worre said that right. in in one of his things, it's a better way. Network marketing is a better way, but entrepreneurship as a whole, I think is, but it's not easy. Um, and I think I've had definitely my highs and lows. Um, and then you have them throughout your day as well. But so what are some of the, I guess and you could either say, you could, you could say these are my highs and lows, or you could say, this is what you can expect if you're going to be an entrepreneur. Oh yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> there's been this, uh, graphic or meme that's gone around and it's like this arrow that just keeps going up and down. It looks like one of those lifeline things. It's like, beep, beep, beep. they're like flatlining yep. and it says the life of an entrepreneur. And it's like, I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm sad. I will say, I don't feel like I have a lot of that, uh, these days, you know, after being an entrepreneur for almost mm-hmm. eight years now, but, um, it's hard. It really is. You know, it's funny because people always say like, oh, I don't have a nine to five. I have, I'm an entrepreneur. And I just realized being an entrepreneur is a 24 seven job, <laughs> especially if you, if you do want to get clients, you know, all across the world and stuff, it's like there, when do you turn things off? So for me, what I do love is there's so much opportunity. There's so much available to us. So the, the great thing is you truly can build a business from anywhere. If you want to, you truly can meet the most amazing people. I mean, we've had people from our program that have gotten married. We've had people start businesses together. We've had people travel together. It's so cool. But the dark side of that is sometimes, you know, online can be a difficult place. You know, sometimes you get bullying or you get haters. Um, you know, one time because we shared a lot of pictures online about where we live, someone showed up at our house. It was just like the craziest things. And so, you know, there's haters, there's lack of sleep. I've lost friends that I've had for 20 years, they came back. But I lost a friend that I was friends with for 20 years because she didn't like that I posted my MLM stuff online, you know? So it's hard. And at the, at the same time, it's so freeing to not have to um, be told when you can use the restroom or when you can take a break or when you have to be there or when you're allowed to leave. You know, it is cool that I can go for a beach run or go to the store at any time I want, you know, but I just, I think people should realize that yes, there are so many benefits, but I don't necessarily think that the lows or the negative things or the the bad things or the failures, I don't really think that's necessarily a bad because the lessons you learn from it, those are things that one, you can teach others, two, it like calluses you. And I just feel like you're so much stronger once you've gone through some of that stuff. But three, it's such a powerful testimony for other people because, you know, had I, you mentioned that I share a lot of personal stories. You know, I share that I've had cancer and so has my husband. I share that I've been homeless. I share that I sold my bed. I share that my mom took her own life. I share like... I share all of that stuff. And a lot of people wouldn't want to because they think, oh, well, it might not make me the authority or people will judge me. But you got to just realize that at the end of the day, if you are only sharing the the rah-rah and the happy and everything's perfect, and now that I am an entrepreneur, life is great. When people join you and they don't have that, they're not going to like it. And they're going to yeah. think you lied to them. They're going to think that you bait and switch them. <laughs> they're going to think, why is this easy for Josh and not me? And so I've just learned, I learned early on, you don't have to feel sorry for yourself and post boohoo all the time. But like, do not be afraid to go, you know what? I'm having a bad day. I didn't sleep last night. Or, you know, man, I, I thought I was doing good and we got zero sales. Or, oh, this is horrible. 
I had some hater come online because you can teach other people that that is okay. It happens, but you just keep moving forward. You know, like mm-hmm. everyone's going to get aid or everyone. I mean, even the most loving and generous people in the world still have someone that doesn't agree with them and that's okay. So I'd say that's the downs. It's just when you expose yourself to tens of thousands, millions of people, you just got to understand that everyone is going to like you no matter what you do. And if you're okay with that, you know, the book, The Four Agreements says, don't take anything that other people do personally. If you can really harness that, that agreement, and if you can really just remember that a lot of the things that come up aren't necessarily within your control or don't have to do with, do with you, man, it makes the day so much easier. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Yeah, that's good. Um, so the last thing before I get off, cause I mean, you understand network, you're different because you understand network marketing and the online space. Yes. What do you see? What do you see going on right now? Cause I think network marketing, I mean, we have a pretty good economy right now and some people mm-hmm. would say, well, during the net, you know, during good, a good economy, sometimes network marketing doesn't do as well. And I don't necessarily, <clears throat> I mean, somewhat agree with that, but, um, what do you see right now where the online space is, where network marketing is? Because the network marketing owners have got to understand, I think it's taken a few of them a long time, but they have to understand they have to give their reps a little bit of freedom um, yes. to, to do what they need to do. But at the same time, the reps have to understand that there's a brand there that's been created and they have to respect that. So do you think it's easier uh, right now or harder to build a network marketing company I mean, I would, and I can answer a little bit. And what I mean by that is harder in one sense, because there's so we're online now. So there are so many other green, greener grass and mm-hmm. opportunities and, and, uh, but easier in the sense of it, it, I mean, there's so many tools now we can, we can reach out and, and build a bigger audience. I mean, I'm seeing it happen with some, I'm, I'm watching a girl right now who's built a massive uh, organization because she has, three different Facebook groups, one for here's the product and you can, you know, get a sample, whatever. If you like the product, here's Facebook group number two, where you're just a product person, but we share, like you did, we share recipes, we share whatever. A third Facebook group, this is where we do about what we talk about business. And so Mm -hmm. I, and then I've watched a lot of people kind of emulate that. So if, if you could give a tip or, or so, or talk to me a little bit about, do you think, um, is it tougher or easier to build a network marketing following and keep them engaged than it ever so, has been? Yeah. So I think it's easier personally, just for, for reasons that I mentioned earlier, you know, I mean, there's apps and there's lives and there's messenger and all this stuff, but I do believe that it is more difficult to build a sustainable long-term building or Mm -hmm. team. And here's why. I see a lot of network marketers and owners, they'll go on these like runs or sprints, whatever you call them, where they'll bring a ton of people in and everyone's rank advancing. And then it kind of goes dead. Uh, it's, It's easy to do that right now because anyone can go online and get a bunch of people hyped up. What I think is a little bit more difficult is not doing the rah-rah, just being willing to build some relationships and maybe have a little bit slower of a build, being willing to educate people and entertain them and and show up for them and continue to do the live streams and everything. I think that that, that it's, I mean, it's easier, but it is a little bit difficult because 
The problem with the low entry to network marketing is, you know, it's like the same thing that happened when we had a team of 10,000 people. As we got to over 10,000 people, I started having people that were 10, 15 people down in my downline start promoting to me and prospecting me and pitching me all this crazy stuff. They're like, oh yeah, if you do this, all you have to do. And I'm like, whoa, where is the the telephone game not working here? You know, mm-hmm. so um, as long as you don't have that kind of stuff happening, I really do believe that it's easier. But I think what a lot of people want to do lately is just throw it against the wall and see if it works or just spam everyone in their in- in inbox and pray, you know, the spray and pray method. There's hope that some people do it. And, and I just, I, I don't know who's teaching it lately, but even lately I've had a lot of people in my inbox just starting these crazy unsolicited three-way conversations, trying to pitch me and stuff. I think that that's a very difficult way to build your network marketing Mm -hmm. business. But if you do it right, if you genuinely care and you want to get, you know, build yourself as an authority and, and put in some work, I think it is a perfect time. I think that, and a lot of people say during the holidays, it's horrible, you know, a hard time or this or that. And you and I were mentioning it right before we got on. Look, there is no better time to do something than right now. It's like, if it's not Christmas and it's Halloween or it's Thanksgiving or it's New Year's or it's Valentine's Day or it's Cinco de Mayo, it's always something. And so Mm -hmm. you just got to get that out of your way and just go, no, you know what? Now is a fantastic time to build a network marketing business. I think a lot of people though, they are so focused on pitch the product, pitch the company, pitch the product, pitch the company that their wall just becomes like one of those spam. It's just nothing but pitching. Um, just ask yourself, would I want to be on the receiving end of that? And the answer, if the answer is no, then start talking about the benefits, start talking about other people's testimonials, start, start talking about your time freedom, start talking about, you know, just all the things that people are thinking about or what's keeping them up at night, not just, oh my gosh, you got to try this toothpaste. It's so cool. Oh my gosh. It's, it has no fluoride. Like People don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That's, that's good. <laughs> And it is, I mean, you just, you, I really genuinely, I didn't even, as, as I was listening to you, I'm thinking, this is a question I've got to ask her because I don't have a, like, I don't have a bullet points of things I'm going to ask you. I just, yeah. I just, I love it. Float, float. I love yeah. it. But you yeah. know, I, I do think, I do think that a lot of people will use the excuse of, Oh, I I'm sure you've heard this. Oh, Josh, but you have a show or, but you've had success mm-hmm. or, but you've done this before. And I just say like, listen, my husband just did a webinar the other day talking about how an eight-year-old uh, through YouTube videos just bought his parents like a multi-million dollar mansion. And I, it, just, it just goes to show, I'm like, if, if kids can make millions of dollars off slime, I, you can build a network <laughs> marketing business. <laughs> no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Do <laughs> no doubt. Well, um, that's all I really have. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just so glad you, um, you were able to come on. I know that you're a busy oh, person thank and, you. um, okay. maybe we could do a training sometime on Instagram. We have an audience and, uh, we, we talk oh, about I would later, love but. to, I would love to. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's actually, if you ask me a fantastic time to get on now, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that are getting frustrated with the likes going away. I'm in a bunch of Instagram engagement groups and almost on the hour right now, people are complaining about how horrible Instagram is. And so I like to zig when people zag. So if a lot of people are saying how horrible it is and their engagement's bad, what a perfect time to step up and give some more value. 
value. You know, if mm. everyone else is pulling away, I think for you guys listening right now, it is such a fantastic way. When everyone pulls their foot off the gas, you go forward, provide more value. And, and I'll leave it on this. On social media in general, if Instagram is showing you specific things like polls or quizzes, if they're giving you options to use, if if Facebook keeps putting stories in front of your face, pay attention. They don't constantly show us things unless they want them to use it. And they do give favor to the people that are using the the tools and the resources that they're putting out. So a lot of people will want to hide the notifications or, you know, snooze things and kind of want to ignore it. Do not ignore those pop-ups that are coming up. They're coming up for a reason. Yeah. Well, how is it, how can people get a hold of you uh, in terms of like social media wise, uh, um, Instagram, so my, Facebook? Yeah. My social media is the same across all of them. It's T-A-R-L-E-S-E. Um, same as my email, same as my website. So every single social media platform, my email, my handles, my website, everything is Tarlise. So it would be Tarlise.com or Tarlise on everything, everything social media. Sweet. Sweet. Well, that's a benefit to having. I know. You know what? I'm like, no one else has the name. I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, Hey, I appreciate you coming on again, Charlize. And, uh, I'm sure Thanks. people will be, um, they'll be looking you up and, and, uh, and if you're listening to this, you can learn a whole lot. You can, she gives a lot of free, uh, stuff out there and, uh, her courses without a doubt, I know it's worth getting. So, uh, make sure you get that as well. And, um, but I appreciate it, Tarlise. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. You bet. All right. You have a good day. Bye. Bye.